Blog Talk Radio. Calling all donut lovers. Right now at Dunkin', get a medium hot coffee and any two donuts for $2.99. Try our vanilla truffle donut with chocolate curls on top or the brownie batter donut and its brownie crumble topping. Don't forget the Cupid's Choice Donut made with pink and white sprinkles for a little extra love. All made special and heart-shaped for Valentine's season. Pair any two donuts with the signature smooth taste of a medium Dunkin' hot coffee and get it all for $2.99. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary, plus applicable taxes, limited time offer. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural healthcare practitioner who will show you alternative paths towards health with a holistic approach. Call in with your questions or comments at 888-235-7374. And now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Com. 
click on the radio link, register on the Blog Talk Radio site, then hear the show. For appointments with me, face-to-face or remote, and for general information, again, call 866-472-6094. Remember, you can purchase an autographed copy of the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, on my site. Again, visit www.amtherapies.com to make that wonderful resource a gift to yourself and or a friend. You can also follow me, follow me on Twitter, Alternative Medi. And um, don't forget to eat right for your type. Um, that's a blood type reference. Um, there's a whole system of ways of eating that um, are associated with your blood type. And new skin supplements and beauty products, or beauty and wellness meet technology. Now, tonight I'm going to be speaking with Elizabeth Barker, author of Changed by Chance, My Journey of Triumph Over Tragedy. At the end of tonight's program, we will discuss the herb Blessed Thistle and the Asana, Urva, Padmasana, and Sirsasana. That's part of the Sirsasana cycle. I'm doing all of the different um, postures in that cycle. Okay. Now it's time for our wellness news. came from Science Daily, September 16th, and yes, I'm going to lower that. Uh, This came out September 16, 2015, uh, from the Biomed Central source. A Mediterranean diet or other healthy dietary um, pattern comprising of fruit, vegetables, legumes, and nuts, and low in processed meats is associated with preventing the onset of depression, according to research published in the open access journal BMC Medicine. A large study of 15,093 people suggests depression could be linked with nutrient deficits. Following extensive research into diet and its effect on physical health, researchers are now exploring the link between nutrition and mental health. This is the first time that several healthy dietary patterns and their association with the risk of depression have been analyzed together. The researchers, <clears throat> the researchers compared three diets, the Mediterranean diet, the pro-vegetarian dietary pattern, and Alternative Healthy Eating Index 2010. Participants used a scoring system to measure their adherence to the selected diet i.e., the higher the dietary score indicated that the participant was eating a healthier diet. Food items such as meat and sweets, or animal fats, saturated and trans fatty acids, were negatively scored, while nuts, fruits, and vegetables, sources of omega-3 fatty acids, vitamins and minerals, respectively, were positively scored. Lead researcher Amudina Sanchez Villegas, uh, from the University of Las Palmas, de Gran Canaria, says, quote, we wanted to understand what role nutrition plays in mental health as we believe certain dietary patterns could protect our minds. These diets are all associated with physical health benefits, and now we find that they could have a positive effect on our mental health. The protective role is ascribed to their nutritional properties where nuts, legumes, fruits and vegetables, sources of omega-3 fatty acids, vitamins, and minerals, 
could reduce the risk of depression, end quote. The study included 15,093 participants free of depression at the beginning of the study. They are former students of the University of Navarra, Spain, registered professionals from some Spanish provinces, and other university graduates. All are part of the SUN, Seguimiento Universidad de Navarra project, a cohort study started on 21st December 1999. The cohort has been used to identify dietary and lifestyle determinants of various conditions, including diabetes, obesity, and depression. Questionnaires to assess dietary intake were completed at the start of the project and again after 10 years. A total of 1,550 participants reported a clinical diagnosis of depression or had used antidepressant drugs after a median follow-up of 8.5 years. The Alternative Healthy Eating Index 2010 was associated with the greatest reduction of risk of depression, but most of the effect could be explained by its similarity with the Mediterranean diet. Thus, common nutrients and food items such as omega-3 fatty acids, vegetables, fruits, legumes, nuts, and moderate alcohol intake present in both patterns, alternative healthy eating index 2010 and Mediterranean diet, could be responsible for the observed reduced risk in depression associated with a good adherence to the alternative healthy eating index 2010. Almudena Sanchez Villegas says, quote, a threshold effect may exist. The noticeable difference occurs when participants start to follow a healthier diet. Even a moderate adherence to these healthy dietary patterns was associated with an important reduction in the risk of developing depression. However, we saw no extra benefit when participants showed high or very high adherence to the diet. So once the threshold is achieved, the reduced risk plateaus, even if participants were stricter with their diets and eating more healthily. This dose-response pattern is compatible with the hypothesis that suboptimal intake of some nutrients, mainly located in low adherence levels, may represent a risk factor for future depression. A limitation of the study was that the results are based on self-reported dietary intake and a self-reported clinical diagnosis of depression. More research is needed to predict the role of nutrient intake for neurophysiological requirements and identify whether it is minerals and vitamins or proteins and carbohydrates that cause depression. Okay. Now, when we come back from break, I will give you some information about tonight's guest. Here on Blog Talk Radio. And remote secure video conference appointments. That's 866 472 6094. You are hearing us live from the internet. To call in during the program, call 619 789 6835. We'll be back with Elizabeth Barker, author of Changed by Chance. Her journey of triumph over tragedy. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. 
contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative Medicine Therapies like Iridology, Kinesiology, Reflexology, Energy Medicine, which includes Chi Life Therapy, Acupressure, and Psychological Consultations, has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. Yes, you are listening to Wellness natural health care practitioner Parthenia Izzard here on Blog Talk Radio. Now remember on my site www.amtherapies.com you can preview and purchase an autographed copy of the book I co-authored called 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. My chapter is naturopathy. Now, our guest is moving around like that a, a, a bit so that's what you were hearing just then the mic. We are talking live with Elizabeth Barker, author of Changed by Chance, Her Journey of Triumph. Now, um, let me give you a little information about my guest. Um, She's a native of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, Elizabeth Barker. Uh, She's an author, speaker, and an award-winning career mom. She has been a guest, I love that, an award-winning career mom. She has been a guest on radio and television sharing her transformational journey of becoming a champion by choice. Learn more about Elizabeth Barker's life lessons learned and her inspirational mission to fulfill a prophecy of triumph over tragedy here tonight and later on on her website. And rest assured, as we get farther along in the program, we'll give her plenty of time to share all her contact information and her website. But right now I want to sort of ask you hi elizabeth welcome how are you hello good evening uh i i assume you're not too snowed in by the weather these we're having no we're doing fine (laughs) good well i wanted to sort of get a feel for what your life was like growing up and if you could somehow uh sometimes there's a connection between some of the things uh some of the aspects of our growing up and our present but sometimes there isn't. But I just wanted to give our listeners a feel for a little bit more about who Elizabeth Barker was growing up. Well, growing up, I was the eldest of five children, and oh I'd say it was a very normal childhood, <laughs> nothing extraordinary. You must have had quite a bit of responsibility, and I think you're you're sort of fitting in the uh, the stereotype of the firstborn person so we'll we'll leave that alone but anyway you, you if you and if you're not sure what I'm talking about it's that being able to take care of people and being assertive and being able to uh think on on one, you know by oneself and not need to have a caucus to make a decision about something you know what i mean but anyway no that that tells absolutely. a lot absolutely you nailed it <laughs> <laughs> um now are there any uh, events or experiences that sort of 
made you best suited for, I mean, outside of being the eldest of five siblings, uh, best suited for the kind of work or the kind of uh, service that you do now? In terms of my uh, my primary career? Anything, schooling, um, because we know about, well, I know about the event that really brought mm-hmm. you to where you are, but I'm talking about the things that might enable a parent of children to sort of be able to perceive uh, potential in different areas and, and enhance that potential. I, I like to find out about my guest's background as a child to facilitate a, a parent being able to identify things that are similar in their children that they can encourage mm-hmm. or inspire and not worry about or not think are going to be a problem. Uh, I know that's right. probably very convoluted, right. but it's something I sort of like to do. It no, doesn't have to be no, no, I know what you're asking. Um, as you know, but I'll explain to the audience, I'm a mother of three children, sadly one who passed, and that's a bit of my book and story. But my two sons are very different people, and... I think that you can you can parent they can live in the same house you can parent them similarly but what I see with my two sons and what I've seen with other people that are cl- that I'm very close to is that I think most people are born inherently with certain characteristics and traits and yes I think that you can Um, possibly teach, nurture, groom, whatever you want to call it, guide. But I think inherently people are what they are. Um, My younger son is very similar to me in personality. He's organized. He thinks ahead. He's a planner. And his best friend was similar to my other son. And because they were best friends, I got to know his mother, and she many times said to me, how do you get Brian to do this? How do you get Brian to do that? And I would say to her, I don't do anything with him. He's like on autopilot. I spend the majority of my time with my other son. And I don't think all of that coaching and coaxing necessarily makes a great deal of difference because he is who he is with his personality, just like my other son has his personality. So Very good. Not to worry. Just let them blossom and let them grow and explore and become who they are who they, without a hindrance, more or less. Of course, you're going to guide. Right. And, right. It doesn't mean to give them free reign, but I think it just means what I've learned um, now that my sons are 25 and 27, respectively, um, that you can talk to your blue in the face, as the expression goes, but it it may not, you know, make them exactly who you want them to be, and I think that's really important. So I think guidance, you know, guidelines, guidance, rules, um you know, demanding respect and certain behaviors are important, but to think that you're going to make, you know, you're going to make your child your vision of whatever, I think is unrealistic. And I I believe that um, many of us are born who we are, 
and you and I could probably get into a whole lot of other discussions, but um, I buy into the concept of past lives and and things like that that I think shape who we are. Very good. Ah, now I want to talk about your book. First of all, ladies and gentlemen who are listening, it is a beautiful cover that makes you feel so peaceful. It's a beach. I don't know where it is. You want to feel that that's Lauren in the picture, but it probably isn't. I would assume probably not. But it's just a beautiful picture, and it is very fitting for the book, which is, sometimes is not the case. But I wanted our listeners to know. How did? Where did you get the cover the picture? <laughs> That's a funny story. Um, actually, it's a difficult story. Um, you know, my journey of triumph over tragedy didn't end. Um, writing the book, producing the book, was a whole a whole set of new life lessons. But in any case, the publisher had one idea of how the cover should look, and I had another idea. And when those visions collided, if you will, I had to go out and hire my own graphic designer and bless her, um, her, she was, I, I was put on a strict deadline, um, and um, she came through after reading the book, and she gave me a couple of cover renditions, but I think the one that I currently have really nails it. Um, my vision of what I wanted for a cover was something that was symbolic, images. I didn't want words. Um, it's a very personal story that tugs at the heart, and um, I'm very mystical and spiritual, and I like things that make you pause and take a look at the cover and think, you know, what was the author trying to say about this cover? Or, the, you know, what is the author trying to say um, in the book? What is, what's the message without even opening the book? So I think the cover is critical. And um, the fact that it has a little girl running on the beach. But the cool thing about it is that it's very faded out. It's ghost-like. And, of course, you know, and readers will ultimately know, that my daughter passed. So it's, it's just a perfect image, I think. And she's running with, you know, as a lot of children, children love balloons. So she's running with a balloon. And, of course, it's pink symbolizing the breast cancer experience that I went through. Well, I'm glad to feel that I was sensitive enough to pick up on some of all of that because I definitely thought the, the cover was very, very appropriate, very, very telling. Thank you. I've got okay. to give credit to Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay, um, she's acknowledged in the book. <laughs> very good. Um, and again, that 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 perseverance of yours to make sure you had what you wanted is a firstborn kind of thing. Is a and it, and well, and it's a, certainly a you thing in the sense that you even when you're being advised contrary to what your heart is telling you, especially in the beginning, you still persevere in your own way to affect what it is you want to affect. And it's 
That's sad. Mm-hmm. People, and, if, and I think if people did that more, they'd be more be more successful and will probably also be happier. But, um, and again, if it's related, if there is a relationship between birth order and that kind of thing, then that would explain why it's so difficult for everybody, you know, to do it. But um, Mm -hmm. what I'd like to do, I'd love to do this for our listeners, is I like to read the table of contents or the list of chapters or the sections in a given book to give people an idea of the headings give people an idea of the flow and the the energy that's in the book. So bear with me as I do that. First is an introduction, birth, from dream to nightmare, survival tactics, unwanted life lessons, homecoming. HMO stands for hand money over. (laughs) Just breathe. (laughs) The next bend in the road. New normal. Welcome to Holland, Downward Spiral, Read in the Stars, the, or Read in the Stars, The C Word, and you'll be I'm certain, able to correct me if I was wrong, uh, Champions, Juggling Act, From Then to Now, and then you have your acknowledgments and information about the author. So, I'm, I want to... It's it's written like a novel, but we all know it's not a novel. Yet interspersed are the factual pieces that go along. So for the benefit of the reader, I want you to know it's like reading a novel. It's not like reading um, a list of facts and events that occurred. Uh, It's really like reading a novel. And even there are really poetic moments that she has been able to insert at various points along the way. Um, And there's so much in here. You have information about parenting. You have information about relationships, spousal relationships, without preaching or without, you know, saying this is what you should do or this is how you should do things. But the information is there. You have information about relationships between uh, patients and healthcare practitioners or healthcare professionals, relationships between hospitals and systems. And there's so much in here that it's going to take me, I'm not going to touch, I'm not even going to get off the tip of the iceberg more or less, but I'm going to try, I'm just going to take my time. I'm, I'm going to admit to you right now, I'm not even going to try to cover all of, I have like a list of 43 some odd questions. <laughs> And then, and it doesn't take me to the end. So I'm just going to relax and go with the flow here and ask you to, well, you, in, in the book you mention certain things like angel moments. You talk about, why don't, why don't you talk a little bit about what that means to you, what that's about, and how that had an impact on what it was on your journey. Yes, they were, um, there were clearly mystical moments, angel moments, whatever you want to call them, uh, throughout this journey. And some of them some of them were clues, signs, warnings from years ago. Some of them were early on in that five year period and some of them were after. Some of them are, are present today. 
So what I'm saying is that, uh, and by the way, the most dramatic one that I talk about in the book is honestly a woman that came out of nowhere, literally, and stopped me from leaving the hospital when I felt angry and frustrated, and that woman saved my life. If that woman didn't come out of the blue and take me by the arm and walk me down to the ultrasound lab, I might not be here today. That's an absolute true story. And it's funny, I heard the famous author Elizabeth Gilbert speak a couple of years ago at a luncheon, and she mentions a very similar story of someone coming out of the blue that probably saved her life at a very critical time. So I don't think I'm unique. I don't think I'm odd or weird. I think this happens to a lot of us. I think a lot of us have signs, clues, experiences, and sometimes we choose to disregard them. Sometimes we're too angry or too upset or not paying attention. And I think uh, with all of the gadgets we have these days and um, you hear and and maybe we're turning the corner too at the simultaneously you're hearing more about being present being mindful if you're not fully present you're not going to be able to pick up on these clues and these signs or these guidance um signals so okay. you can call them whatever you'd like but they're clearly there i've clearly experienced them and um one saved my life one saved brian's life um, so, you know, they were subtle things. Uh, you know, if I had just was so angry that day and I just stomped away from that woman, as I said, I might not be here today. Okay, so listeners, that's, uh, if you can find a way to give your ears a rest from time to time and your spirit rest from time to time to be sensitive to what's going on around you, it may be helpful. Um in your own words, um, well, of course, whose words are you going to use? But <laughs> just, I, I have questions that I wanted to ask that would get us through the different parts of your journey as it relates to your daughter. But what I would like for you to do is just sort of say it. If you can, and you can take as long as you want to say whatever it is you want to say about it to sort of lay the groundwork for the rest of the things we talk about as it relates to the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you just just kind of lay the groundwork of the story then. Yeah. However okay. you want. To. Sure. I think um, it's in a nutshell. For the first twenty nine years of my life, I was, um, like you said, the ambitious firstborn, organized, goal driven, etc. And I had planned, um, you know, planned quite a bit. And it's it's funny because I'm a, a financial advisor by trade. So um, <laughs> one of our <laughs> one of our favorite expressions in this business is people don't plan to fail; they just fail to plan. So it naturally, again, part of my personality. I guess I'm very suited for this type of work, detail oriented, etc. I planned everything. And I planned, you know, a you know, marriage, career, you know, the whole thing. And when my biological clock said, now is the time, 
um, you know, we started a, we planned to start a family. And I was 29 and in, always in good health and um, never had a bad day during pregnancy. In fact, it was my happiest time. I was never more happy in my entire life. But the split second that my daughter was born, our life was completely turned upside down and irrevocably changed. My perfect pregnancy and perfect delivery ended with my daughter coming into this world blue and gasping for breath because she had a lethal heart defect. Within 24 hours, we would find out that her heart defect was due to Down syndrome, which is very common. So she was physically, she was born physically handicapped with a significant heart defect that required immediate surgery. And of course, she was permanently mentally disabled with Down syndrome. And of course, it threw us into a tailspin. We couldn't figure out why or how, you know, what did we do? Could we have done anything? And genetic testing, you know, later proved that, you know, there was, you know, that was that was not an issue, and so it was. Um, you know, welcome to Holland, brand new world. Um, and Emily Kingsley wrote an endorsement for my book. Emily is a longtime Sesame Street writer, and she has now an adult son with Down syndrome. And she wrote that poem, and she allowed me to um, put that poem in the book um, because it really sums up. Um, any life, uh, any unexpected life experience. And it, it's basically, you know, you're getting on a plane thinking about a fabulous vacation to Italy. And when you land, the stewardess says, welcome to Holland. So you realize that it's different, but you learn to love it and you learn to adapt and you realize that this is where your destiny this is this is what your destiny is. This is where you were meant to be. So it's a very uh, it's a very clever poem, and um, that is one of the title chapters where the where the poem is. So Lauren taught us uh, immense life lessons um, by the new world that was opened up to us, and some of the lessons were very sweet and loving. And some of the lessons were harsh when we faced, um, maybe you'd want to call it discrimination, but, you know, her some, some providers didn't think her life was um, as valuable as others because of her Down syndrome. So there were some hurtful incidences uh, from outsiders. Then again, there were some very beautiful, loving, and caring incidences as well. And um, after her birthday surgery, um, it um, there were some medical issues, and and I learned to um, advocate, and it it was um, it was very difficult, it was very stressful. There's one and, thing, but I was, did it. There's something that you have in the book also. Um, I'm, I don't remember the actual page, but it's where you're talking about. Um, the pre this was before you you, you delivered, uh, and you're in that class, and the oh yes, person gives everybody a question, and what your oh. question? 
Yes, we were in, um, typically new parents go through prenatal classes. In the very last class, after, you know, I guess about eight weeks, ten weeks, I'm not sure, they decided to do this fun little game. This was one of these examples of mystical moments or signs. So they decided to do this game, and I guess maybe there were ten people, ten couples in our group. So questions were put into a bowl, and you had to pick. And they were challenging questions. You know, because everyone thinks, oh, it's going to be fine. Um, so there were various little questions, like what if uh, I'd wanted to do natural childbirth and I had to have, you know, drugs? What if labor went on? What if I had a C-section? Well, the question that Jim and I picked was, what if your child is born with a handicap or disability? And, of course, we picked that question. We looked at each other and thought, I don't know, you know, we're both healthy, no family history, whatever. And I thought, how do you answer a question like that? Nobody wants to think about that. So we simply said, well, of course we'd be disappointed. What else can you say? And um, But that was a sign. That was a warning. How, did, how was it that we picked that question? And um, Lauren was the only child in that of that class of parents that had that issue. Yep. And there's also there's also that um, um, three months before she was born, I had won a trip from work to go to the Bahamas. I think you remember this passage. So yes, there I, I was. We were in the Bahamas, and, you know, I had a very large belly at that point, and... Um, the streets were crowded. The streets were old. And um, I stumbled. And um, I kind of lurched forward. And one of the Native women, you know, kind of grabbed my arm and steadied me. And then she, you know, it was one of those split-second things. She, Our eyes locked. And she said to me, you don't look older than 35. And I thought, what a strange thing to say. And you can't see me, you don't know me, but I've always been taken for much younger than I am. And at the time, I was only 29. Um, so I thought, what a strange thing to ask. And then I thought, uh, you know, and again, all this was split second. And it was the strangest thing, of course, so you can't forget something like this. And then she just looked at me very strangely, and then I, I hurried on because I thought, well, maybe she's a beggar. Um, you know, often you read if you're in a foreign place, you know, they'll bump you, and then, you know, while you're kind of recuperating from the bumping, you know, your wallet or something will be stolen. But um, so we just went off, and I never gave a thought to it, but I'll never forget that. So it was funny, um, when I sat down to write the book, these things came back to me, and, and that's when I began to realize how many signs and how many warnings that I had in the past that made impressions on me and maybe tried to prepare me, although they were very subtle, for what was to come. Well, hold that thought for me as we go to break. Sure. You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom.
Therapies.com. Purchase type product. We'll be back with Parker, author of Changed by Her Journey of Triumph Over Tragedy. To call into the program and ask a question of my guest, call 789-6835. Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative Medicine Therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi life therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies. Hey, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist. Healthcare practitioner Parthenia Izzard. Now uh, you can check the website www.amtherapies.com to see who my live and rebroadcast guests will be next week. Sixteen. End of that live program. We will discuss the herb blue cohosh and the asana pindasana and sirsasana. We are back with Elizabeth Barker, author of Changed by Chance, Her Journey of Triumph Over Tragedy. Call 619-789-6835 to ask a question of my guest. Um, because, we, I mean, the time flies. And before we get too far along, I want you to share with our listeners your web address, your email address, any contact information you would like. Repeat it twice so they have time to go get a pen and paper and uh, then also share any upcoming appearances that you might have. Absolutely. I would be delighted to have listeners take a look at my website, which is very simple. It's the title of the book. So www.changedbychance.com. So that's www.changedbychance.com is my website, and that offers you links to purchase the book online at Barnes Noble or Amazon. It gives you some blogs, some photos, pretty much everything you'd want to know about me and what the story is about. And my email is there as well, and that's simply liz at changedbychance.com. And that's there um, as well, so that's fine. Very good. Now, I I'm, I really want you to somehow interject at this point information about how what advice you would give a parent or parents in a similar situation as it regards interacting with healthcare practitioners, hospitals, health insurance. I know that's a lot. HMOs versus other types of mm-hmm. health insurance. Um, things to think about 
when you're getting married or when you're starting your family so that you can best be prepared for, you know, things that may come down the pike? Sure. I think that <laughs> oh, really? our experience, <laughs> there's lots of questions there. What I did learn um, with Lauren being in a special needs program is many times these things happen unexpectedly that you can't plan for it. It's true that if you are over age 35, the incidence of having a child with Down syndrome and other um, disabilities is greater. And, you know, that's due to the aging process of the eggs and so forth. I'm not a medical expert. But the majority of things happen randomly. And I think that's one of the that's actually one of the four key lessons that I share in the book and one of my favorite quotes and a great mantra to live by is this, life is only 10% how you make it and 90% how you take it. Now, again, this is coming from a woman who's a planner, who had everything planned, and yes, it was very... Um, it was grueling for me to be so, you know, out of control of things uh, or things that were beyond my control happened. And the book covers a series of things. It wasn't just Lauren's birth. It was an atopic pregnancy, the hospital infecting me with hepatitis from that surgery, Lauren being infected and and ultimately um, dying because of a hospital-acquired infection. And then finally, the stress of all of this um, causing me to have breast cancer. So to, um, to answer your question, you can prepare as well as I did. Um, and it's not to say throw caution to the wind, come what may. I mean, you do need to, um, you know, be present, make plans, but clearly understand that sometimes things happen, as they say, stuff happens in life. And how you handle that will really determine your happiness and your health. And I can look back on that now and know why my health suffered. And, you know, perhaps I'm grateful that I'm a 25-year breast cancer survivor, but toll on me because I wasn't experienced. And that's one of the reasons I wrote my book, so that others, can read this story, and maybe they won't have a child with Down syndrome. Maybe it would be a child with some other disability. And just to give others hope and faith that things happen, and the best way to handle it is to take it in stride and do the best you can. And there's some tips uh, that I learned along that journey, and I share that in the book. Well, now, because this is, of course, wellness, wholeness, and wisdom, and I, I do focus on alternative medicine therapies, could you share with us how you got into some of the alternative therapies you did, which ones they were, how how you happened upon them, and that sort of thing? I think that was the best thing that happened to me. I've always been very inquisitive about spirituality and natural medicines and, and remedies. Um, my old Italian grandmother, you know, had some of those um, old wives' tales and, and remedies. 
And it's funny. I remember, again, being the oldest of five and my youngest sister being 10 years younger than me. When she was teething, she'd say, put oil of clove or get cloves. If you look at Ampisol, you know, which is a, a brand of uh, teething medication, it's oil of clove. So there's something to be said about this lost art of some of these old wives' tales. And I referenced Elizabeth Gilbert and, you know, when she went over to Indonesia and how the woman had created some of these um, herbs and remedies. I think it's a lot. I shouldn't say it's a lost art, but I think we got away from it. And and I guess I don't, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir with you, but um, I think too often today's medicine is, you know, um, masking the symptoms and you need to dig deep and find out what's you know what's eating you what's causing this and i was just very fortunate that i was introduced to um a man who practiced astrology here and who was a licensed homeopathic physician in india sadly he was not able to practice medicine here but he did so um, kind of inadvertently with uh, a licensed MD here. So when I was diagnosed with breast cancer at age 34 and six months pregnant, yes, it was very dramatic, I went through the traditional mastectomy and chemotherapy, by the way, while pregnant. Um, and after I went through that, I then went through a regimen of homeopathic care for two years under the guidance of this. Uh, physician. Again, kind of working through a licensed MD here. And I credit that with my longevity. I mean, I'm a 25-year survivor. Um, That's, I think, impressive. And I do have a very demanding and stressful job. And, but I've I try to exercise. I I try to eat well. I'm not perfect, of course. Um, But I remember him saying to me, you know, you've got the kind of personality. You've got to exercise to work off your stress and anxieties or whatever you want to call it. And you've got to take care of your body. And he knew. I mean, he basically said, you know what to do. But And it's not always easy, but you basically know what to do. And um, he was very intuitive. But he put me through a whole regimen for two years. And I really credit that with helping me to be a long-time, very healthy survivor today. There's there's something to be said for alternative therapies and more natural healing. And I, I wish I had more time to get better, you know, better versed in that. But that's where you come in and, and others. And I think in a way, we're slowly getting back to that. I, I practice yoga, and I love it. I absolutely love it. And I think slowly we're starting to come around and starting to get back to um, nat- more natural foods and natural healing. And as I said before, um, there's so much going on with our gadgets and phones um, but I think people are starting to realize they need to be mindful and present. Okay, I want to stick in here two things. A couple, you, you have several pearls of wisdom, if you will, that you share throughout the book. Um, one of them is W-I-T, or you break it down to W-I-T, 
which I'll ask you to sort of elucidate on. And then you also have a, a quote in here. I mean, I have a quote down here. Unfortunately, the quality of the health care you receive often comes down to who fights the longest and the hardest. So if you can mm. touch on those two things, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> We're running out of time. Uh, oh, that's okay. Whatever, WIT is whatever it takes. And um, I had some long, hard, nasty battles with uh, insurance carriers, particularly HMO. Um, just I, I, the, There are several horrible incidents of things in there, and that led to my stress. But I learned to battle them. Um, for instance, um, Lauren ended up with a trach in her throat for breathing and a gastrostomy tube, GI tube, for eating. And, you know, those are those could be problematic. Those could be life-threatening, particularly the trach. So there's nothing more than I wanted my little girl home with me. She never came home for five months um, because of that. And those damned, that damned insurance company, and, and really they are damned, um, they fought me. And there's a story I tell in there. Um, it's just, it's, it's very sad and it, it still makes me angry. But they, you know, fought me to the mat about thinking that my husband and I could care for our daughter alone without medical help, without nursing help at the house. And so I remember logically saying to them, okay, well, let's say I quit my job. Not that I really wanted to, and especially since my job had very good health benefits, but let's say I don't go back to work and, you know, Jim goes to work all day and I'm home all day. Who's going to sleep at night? You know, our daughter could not be left unattended with a tracheostomy tube. She's a baby. She doesn't know any better to clear her throat or call for help or ring a bell. Um, And that's what I, and I said, we need, you know, we need an overnight nurse to watch her. And they wouldn't give in. And so, again, I tell the story in the book, but I didn't give in. But it was heartbreaking. And, of course, they wanted me to feel guilty that, oh, you know, you're not taking your daughter home. You mustn't love her or, you know, whatever. I don't know what their tactics were. And finally, I guess I wore them down or um, we had an advocate from the ARC Alliance help wear them down. But it was ridiculous. And in hindsight, penny pinchers that they are, you know, called them HMO, hand money over. When they think about it, keeping my daughter in a hospital environment was far more costly than paying for a frickin' overnight nurse for eight hours so we could get our eight hours of sleep. Um, So it was just maddening. It was just maddening and caused me undue stress which, of course, I paid the price for with my own health after it was all said and done. So it wasn't pleasant. uh, Yeah, well, and I'm sorry I brought it up at this point in the program, so I I want you to just go through (laughs) And then I want you to share with, I always ask guests at this point to share their final, you know, brief words of wisdom with our listeners. So if you'll do that, I'd Appreciated. And no, listeners, she didn't have a heads up. She didn't know this in advance, so this will be purely spontaneous, and I'm talking to give her plenty of time <laughs> to gather her thoughts. And uh, Oh, no, it, it's it's something that um, I 
that I know, I'm. Those were tough times, and I guess I got a little heated there because I just was very upset, you know, with um, how it just wasn't right. And again, it talks about we talk about learning to be an advocate, and and I hope that my story will help inspire others. So, um, the story is a difficult, dramatic story, but it's a completely true story. But as the astrologer told me, these were life lessons that I was meant to learn, and I take them as such. And his prediction was, and this was 25 years ago, that I was meant to experience these things. And because of my personality, as you were talking about in the beginning of the program, I would be able to communicate and share these ideas and help others. So the my mess, is, I've heard this expression, my mess is my message. And it's you know not a mess that I personally cause, but... I'm not, um, you know, I'm not bitter, honestly. But you know, there's times when it gets when it gets heated. Um, but I've learned so much. I've learned so many valuable life lessons, and I share some some of the secrets of my success in my book, so that others might be inspired, have hope, and maybe have it a little easier than I did by learning that they're not alone, the 90-10 rule, and that, um, you know, there's help out there and, you know, that they will come out at the, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Well, that's wonderful. I, I want our listeners to know that your book is very positive. It's very uplifting. It it's very inspiring. Even dealing with these very hard issues and very serious issues, and um, I thank you, thank you for writing that, and thank you for sharing your time this evening. Thank you for having me. I think people love a good underdog story. I think they love it when the underdog wins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay, well, you have a good evening, and I look forward to having you back some other time so we can talk about some more of this wonderful text. I would you love have... it. I would love it. Thank you. All right. My love to your husband and your grandfather. <laughs> okay. All right, then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is... Uh, now time for our herb of the day. Uh, today's Tonight's herb is blessed thistle. And uh, the part used medicinally are the flowers, leaves, and stems. Some of the phytochemicals are beta-carotene, beta-cystosterol, uh, ferulic acid, luteolin. Some of the nutrients are calcium, essential fatty acids, iron, magnesium, manganese, phosphorus, potassium, selenium, silicon, zinc, vitamins B1, B2, B3, and C. According to Balk and Balk, who you know is my resource for this um, part of the program, relates the appetite and stomach secretions, heals the liver, lessens inflammation, improves circulation, cleanses the blood, and strengthens the heart. Act as a brain food. Yes. Um, 
may act as brain food, good for female disorders, and increases milk flow in nursing mothers. It's also called St. Benedict, Benedict thistle or holy thistle. And they caution that it should be handled with care to avoid toxic skin effects. Okay. And for our yoga asana, tonight's asana is Urdhva Padmasana in Sirsasana. It's a level four posture as it relates to the Iyengar method, which you know is my resource for the asana. You um, says be in Sirsasana. Exhale, bend the right leg vigorously, and place the foot into the left side of the groin. Bend the hips forward. Take the left foot into the right side of the groin. Stretch the thighs up. Tuck in the coccyx and sacrum. Press the knees back. Stay, breathing evenly for 10 to 15 seconds. Inhale and release the legs. Repeat from right to left with the left leg bent first. Continue the cycle of exhale or exhale and come down. Okay. You have been listening to Wisdom with Me Psychologist Hog Talk Radio on the internet www.amtherapies.com Live guest will be next second. At the end of the program, or at the end of that program, we will discuss the herb blue cohosh and the asana, pindasana, in sirsasana. Check the website. Either one, AM Therapies or Wellness, Homeless, and Wisdom to see who my rebroadcast guests will be. Skype, computer, cell phone, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, or to the archive anytime at your convenience. Remember, the show is archived immediately. There is a link for advertising on the program on my site, emailing queries, resumes, and or recordings to consult at amtherapies.com. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers the public remote iridology and kinesiology assessments, consultations in nutrition, meditation, acupressure, psychosocial consultations. You can schedule your appointments with me online and access my online secure video conference office. Go to www.amtherapies.com for my blog to purchase my co-authored, autographed, book, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, subscribe to my newsletter, hear past program, see the show guest list. Oh, don't forget to visit Nemecolin Woodland Resort. It is a truly beautiful place all year round. And tell them Parthenia sent you. Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom, be well.
Xfinity Mobile is a new kind of network designed to save you money while streaming your favorite music, like that 90s jams playlist you've played 72 times today. It combines America's largest, most reliable 4G LTE with the most Wi-Fi hotspots. You can get up to five lines of unlimited nationwide talk and text included with your Xfinity Internet, so all you pay for is data. And now get a $200 prepaid card when you buy an iPhone. Visit an Xfinity store or click to see how. Restrictions apply. Require subscription to Xfinity Postpay Internet and activation of a new line of Xfinity Mobile. Up to five devices per account. Calling all donut lovers. Right now at Dunkin', get a medium hot coffee in any two donuts for $2.99. Try our vanilla truffle donut with chocolate curls on top or the brownie batter donut and its brownie crumble topping. Don't forget the Cupid's Choice Donut made with pink and white sprinkles for a little extra love. All made special and heart-shaped for Valentine's season. Pair any two donuts with the signature smooth taste of a medium Dunkin' hot coffee and get it all for $2.99. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary, plus applicable taxes, limited time offer.